2: Welcome to the Aikidojo Podcast. I am David Ito, Chief Instructor of the Aikido Center of Los Angeles. And with me is...
3: Bill D'Angelo, also from the Aikido Center of Los Angeles. Afternoon, Bill. Afternoon to you, Sensei. Good afternoon.
2: So what should we talk about, Bill?
3: So today, I, I, this was an idea that I had, um, and is it kind of goes like this. Is, are martial arts, and Aikido in particular, an art? so is our martial arts and art
2: art so what is the definition of art so i
3: i there's there's a couple i pulled this from the oxford english dictionary trying to get a good authoritative source and um it has the first definition is art is an expression or application of human creative skill and imagination usually in a visual form such as a painting or sculpture producing works to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. That, that's definition number one. Um, the second one is, is more limited. Um, art it, are, are works produced by human creative skill and imagination. The last one I think potentially may be most applicable from a low-level sense is, art is a skill at doing a specific thing, typically one acquired through practice. So of all these definitions, I mean, the last one I think is Aikido is obviously an art. If it's, if it's a skill that you do a specific thing, which would be the curriculum of Aikido, typically that's acquired through practice. And we talk a lot about practice in Aikido. Um, so certainly I think that definition has an initial application.
2: Well, I don't know. That's the thing. This idea of art— or do right aikido, aikiju, aikijujitsu, aikijitsu. This aikijit, aikijitsu, is this? Th- those are the kind of the thing. In that, some people believe that aikido only became an art, or a lot of these f- art forms became traditional arts became art forms because of the, um, you know, the, the post war post war ban on martial arts and things of that nature so this yeah i mean you're the last definition that one is the the most closest applicable to what americans or westerners might think but in japanese it's a kind of a little bit different idea that it is an art because of the way you pursue it right so that's why the last one is kind of the the best definition of art but what we think about it in, in, as, you know, people who are, aren't very cultured, art is just a painting on the wall, right? It's static. It's, well, but art is static. In the Japanese understanding of art, it's, it's alive. It's, it's ever evolving. You are, you the, are the art that you are ever evolving and like. You know, since he talks about like the art of peace, peace is not something you achieve; it's something that you practice. Aikido is not something you can achieve; it's something you must practice day in and day out, every day. And you know that's why, like one of the things I I admonish you guys about all the time is that you have to leave the physical; you have to master it, and then you got to leave it because you have to leave it because that's when you get older, it just doesn't serve you anymore, right? You know, there are no. Um, old ass kickers there are no old you know fighters right and so you have to be able to you you as a human you you are the art you're the art you're trying to you're trying to create as you as a human being and you know even for myself right I am like the most um uncultured person that you'll meet but I'm trying to become a better human being and that's the art that you're really trying to create
3: sounds like what you're saying is that that um there's a moral component
2: not necessarily just moral we're talking about evolutionarily becoming a better and better and better human being so yes i mean you know like the other day there was these two one was a kung fu teacher and one was a bjj teacher and they were going back back and forth on the internet and how martial arts doesn't make you a better person. martial arts is just a piece of equipment
3: mm,
2: right just it a doesn't technique. make you better it doesn't make you a better person. but that shows your level because that's a very low level way to think about yourself. I'm just a killing machine. No I saw you beat up that person and start crying. So how much of a killing machine are you right right We are human beings with feelings and emotions. So because we have feelings and emotions, Right, we're not we're not designed to hurt things. It just that's a a primal thing that just happened. You're in a cave, something came in to steal your food and water or fire, and you have to stop it. And the only way you knew how, because the only language you had then was, is your fists, right, right, or weapon, or well, yeah, it depends on what you when you when when we're measuring this, yeah. So that's a thing said we're we are evolved people right? We have, we have language skills, right? And so we say, please don't do that. And so you as the art form is the thing that you're really trying to develop as a human being. And it goes through th- these three stages. Shu-ha-ri. Shu is the time. In, this is Japanese, of course. Shu is the beginning where you're trying to copy right. something. And, and then in our context, we're trying to copy Aikido. So you try to copy every aspect down to the smallest detail. That's shu. Blindly. Not like, you know, just do it. Yeah. Not argue the context. I don't understand, you know, all these will. Re, really, that's the time when you're trying to really get, figure out the smallest details, the whys. Mm-hmm. Well why do you do this? It's like, oh, and the de- oh and your foot is like this. And then oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's ha. Ha is the is the details, the little the the whys, the every the smallest it's smallest down to the smallest detail that you're gonna master. And then re is what they call breaking the form, but it's not the breaking of the form, it's the breaking away from the form.
3: Hmm. Okay. Right?
2: So if we go shuhari, Ha Ri, Shu is my parents told me not to do that. So don't do it. Right. Ha is I probably shouldn't do that. And the Ri is the, oh, that's what, that's, I don't, I just don't do that. Right. But if you, so when you try to evolve and you try to make it an art form, the art form that you're trying to create is you. So the paint, the picture that you paint of yourself in the beginning is different than the picture you paint of yourself at the, at the end. end. Yeah. Right. So in practice, practice the same way right you master the details of aikido i mean you master every one of the steps then you master the the, the, the all the many details and then you break free from that thing and that's that famous story where the um you know it's like i, th- I think it's in zen flesh Zen bones or, but i'm not sure where um the guy goes to the sword master and says teach me how to use a sword and the sword ma- he shows the the sword master the sword and the sword master goes what's that because he's transcended that thing, he right. no longer needs the sword to as the vehicle to develop himself. In the beginning, first two steps, shu and ha, you need the sword to develop yourself. But later on, you have to put the sword down. So, like if you ever seen the movie um, Hero with Jet Li, mm-hmm. sure, and it tells all these different tales on how, he, and then he gets closer and closer and closer to the to the um, emperor, right? And then he said, ah, right before Jet Li attacks him he he the emperor is looking at the, the this big calligraphy calligraphy and he goes ah i realize what it means that you have to put the sword down right that's true mastery right so in the first two two stages of aikido you need to kick butt you need to, to be this thing but in the third you realize this is beating up people is empty and it never made me feel any better about myself Oh, right. And so then now Aikido becomes th- truly becomes the vehicle for change. But it has to start out with you know, knocking fools out, punching people in the face. And then once you've fought every person in the world, you'll realize there's no one else to fight but yourself. So in the second stage, you fight yourself. And in the third stage, you transcend fighting altogether.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com.
3: I was thinking like there's a there's a similar and I I mean, I'm not a visual artist, but I think that there's there's a similar trajectory, in visual arts. Like you think of someone like Picasso, who in his early career did a lot of representational work, like people with the way they really looked or a house the way it really looked, and he was incredibly good at it. But then he you see the progression. People become like different shapes, spaces get more geometry that doesn't look real. And then you have almost like total abstraction at the highest level. Um, I think it's interesting because like one of the definitions talks about um, the aesthetic or emotional value that you get out of the art experience, and it sounds like you're talking a little bit like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, one could say that Picasso's first level was to make these to be get really good at painting these people, and then he also did that to make money. Right. And then the more he painted them, and the more he developed himself. The more he could see past the physical, and then he could see the ugliness or the beauty of them, and so the geometric f- shapes in the face m- perhaps represent how he sees them. And then the most abstract is just the ephemeralness of what he sees in them. Yeah. Right. And that's what, you know I don't know what the, I'm not really a, in in the, in the Picasso, but then that's why this one face is called Monkey, because what he sees that person. That's he sees. He, this is what he sees as their aura, their, the, their inside energy. of them, yeah. right? The, the, the smallest, smallest, smallest detail. So when you're doing your Aikido training, yeah, first the first stage, you want to smash people. Second stage, you're still, you're, it, first stage, you want to smash and dominate others. The second stage, you're good at dominating others. Right. And then the third stage, you realize, I don't oh, need to do that. This is, this is empty. I better stop doing this. And then also, do I really want to do this? And why did I want to do Aikido in the first place? Right. I wanted to do Aikido because I was afraid. Right. And I do not want would, to be afraid. And I don't want to be afraid. And then when I did Aikido over the first stage, I learned not to be afraid. And then in the second stage, I was no longer afraid. And then in the third stage, I realized, no, I'm still afraid. I just covered up. So then I really should address this fear. Ma. But it took 30 years and three stages to get to this place where you go, now, now I have the courage to look inward. And then that's the thing. You, that's the thing you're really try, the art form you're really trying to create. Are are Picasso's paint, first paintings more expensive or his last paintings?
3: His last paintings.
2: Yeah, because the last paintings show. There's a there's the mastery a, that mastery, the trueness, right? I did it for my mom. I did it for my dad. I did it for me, and now I do it. Now I do it for the world. Right. Right. And so that's the thing you're really trying to get to this place. Right. In the last uh, podcast, you said you were 56. Yeah. So at 60, you have this red hat ceremony in in Japan. When you get to 60, you've lived through five cycles of the Chinese astrology, right? So 60 years. And that when you've gone through five cycles, you are now free because the first 30, 30 years was for your ancestors and the second 30 years... Were for your family, for your parents, okay. and now that now at sixty, you your life is your own. Right? <sighs> so because it's your life is your own, you get to dictate the details. You get to dictate what you're going to do, right? And so, that's where you're hoping that as an art form, your aikido training kind of really, really culminates at this sixty year years old level, sixty years of experience. Because now you don't no longer the first thirty you're just trying to beat some butt. Right. And you know, or learn how to beat people's butts. The and then the second thirty you're dominating people. But now you realize like it's empty. Yeah. And then now you really really are going after this idea of Masakatsu Agatsu.
3: Right. Self victory is. Yeah. The,
2: the only true victory is self victory. But if you think, oh, well, no, BJ say, BJJ says Aikido fake and not effective. Well, yeah, it's not. So is BJJ, so is Taekwondo. Because really, all you're really learning to do is beat someone, up. beat someone off and fend off fear, right? And then you realize when you get to a certain level, you get to a certain age, you go, I'm still, I'm still afraid. Oh, I'm still afraid. But then the thing is, martial arts training gave you the courage now.
3: To go on, to
2: go and see what re- that thing really is, and that's where yeah, that's what that's what's all about. Beating people up, learning martial arts to defend yourself is way too slow. You know what's the fastest? Gun. A gun. You whip that thing out. Problem it, solved. Problem solved. If I pull out my gun and no one else has a gun, <laughs> I'm the boss. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna do whatever I tell you to do. Right, That's why when they rob a bank they don't bring a pickle <laughs> right they bring a gun because the to gun' attention yeah well it's but you're the ultimate yeah. right Stalin said you know "Ranger's ki- range is King yeah right so if you pull out this gun you're instantly I bought it I wait how many days
3: I think it's like 30 days in California I,
2: in California I buy my gun I wait 30 days and I'm an instant badass yeah no black belts. Needed. No bowing needed. I'm a badass unless I come up against someone else who has a a better, bigger, faster, more magazine gun, which is not likely, right? Yeah. So So you see what I'm saying? It's like this argument about uh, is Aikido effective? Is BJJ better? Is Taekwondo better? Foolish, super ignorant, because in the end, it's just you. Yeah. You gotta sit in that shower and cry those, cry those tears. Get that dirt off your body. But what's going to help you? What's going to help you when your dad dies? What's going to help you when your wife is in the hospital? Uh, Taekwondo? Have you seen my crescent kick? That's not going to help you get through that. When you're sitting in the hospital and your kid is sick, uh, what does BJJ or Aikido or anything do for you? Nothing. But the skills that you learn in martial arts training... And Aikido training will benefit you. Will benefit you. Because that's it gives you the courage to not freak out. It gives you the courage to not grab the grab the doctor and go, see that girl in room six? You give her the best treatment, or oh, you and I'll meet in the parking lot. Right. Like, no, like it gives you the, the courage to face it. That's that's the art you're trying to develop. You as a human being. Yeah. Dude, the world it's full of suck. And the older you get, the more it sucks. It, you know why? Because everyone starts to die. Everyone right. starts to get sick. And that sucks. You lose. You lost all your money, and you're 55, and you got to go get a job at Walmart. Uh, what is your BJJ technique going to do for you then? Nothing. But the thing is, if you have you train in a martial art and you learn stick to you learned perseverance. You learn to be courageous, you learned all these different skills, mm-hmm. then that's what benefits you. Being yeah. able to choke somebody out really, really well doesn't do anything when you have nothing in the bank. And you gotta go get a job, or you gotta go get two jobs. Right. So see how like the art you're really trying to create is yourself. As we get older, every, everything everything becomes tighter. Time, energy, money. You know, uh, relationships, people die, people get sick. Where was where was all that when we were 25? twenty five?
3: Not very much around. When I
2: was twenty five, I didn't know a whole bunch of people that died, I didn't go to a whole bunch of funerals, I didn't worry about money. You yeah, know.
3: It's a different context. It's
2: a, it's a, well it's a different context because the world changes. Yeah. And when the landscape of the world changes, you need to have skills to weather those storms.
3: Yeah. You need emotional and moral techniques.
2: Yeah, and that's what you learn in martial arts. And that's why the practitioner, it's just the practitioner who's effective. But what martial arts is effective in doing is it helps you improve your character and then it gives you these skills.
3: So I have a kind of unrelated question about art and Aikido. Sure. But when I think of martial art as an art, people often comment who've never done martial arts, they look at Aikido and they're like, wow, that's aesthetic. Like good, really good Aikido seems to have, uh, seems beautiful. And I'm wondering, you know, how is, have you experienced that effect from Aikido? That it's, that it has an aesthetic um, experience component to it? Um, You know, because I like, I don't like when, you know, I grew up watching boxing with my dad. And they used to say, oh, like, you know, traditional boxing, like the sweet science. And it's, it's, it's got this technique that you watch it and you can appreciate the beauty of a boxer. Um, but it seems to me like Aikido has beauty. It also has an aesthetic component to it.
2: It does. But the thing is, is that, like, the best knockout I ever saw was Michael Nunn knocking out Sumbu Columbay. right? It's just like Michael Nunn's this left-hander. He steps around, one-two punch, knocks the dude out, right? It's so sweet, you know. It's great. I mean, it was... Michael Nunn was his name. Michael Nunn, second to none. Right. He was awesome. But then he got hooked on cocaine, and his whole life went into the Fell toilet. Part. And he's in and out of jail, and he goes, darn, that was Michael Nunn, though, no, man. That His knockout, this knockout right here, was the greatest knockout I had ever seen. seen. And I always used to be really into boxing, right? So like, that's the thing is that you look at Aikido, unless you do Aikido – he goes, ooh, it just looks very flowy and mm. all these things. But once you do Aikido and you start training, you go, whoa, that was crazy. That the thing that that person did, or you look at Yamaguchi Sensei and people go, Yamaguchi Sensei is fake, and you look at it and you go, dude, look at that k- Kimusubi connection, wow. And then that's where you're like inspired and and this that for that de- definition of of um. Of art, right? The aesthetic, the inspiration that you you saw, and you're just like, wow.
3: So I'm not sure I'm going to get the quote right on this, but and I'll have to double check after. But I believe there's a quote from Plato about aesthetics and morality, which I think ties in kind of what you've been talking about. And what Plato says is it's a very simple sentence: the good is the beautiful. And I like, I remember the first time I read that, and I I didn't even know how to
2: understand it. Right, because good is based on the perspective of the person. So, from an Aikido standpoint, when you look at this, this person do Aikido, you most people are wow, whoa, Shere Kao Ruji, that is great Aikido. Right. But when I look at Shira Ruji, I go, eh. but when I look at Second Doshu Aikido, which right. people say is very plain and vanilla, I go, beautiful, wow, look yeah. at that beautiful movement, look at the, but then you look at I look at Shira Ruji and I think that's cool. But I don't want to be shiro Kawaruji, but right. I want to be second, second doshu, right? And then, you or you look at third doshu's Waza and you go, whoa, his swatiwaza is so good. You know, someone the other someone the other day said, oh, um, third doshu's Aikido so fake. And I was like, what? Because, for instance, he told me, we watched a video of uh, third doshu doing swatiwaza, and he told me, you make your swati waza just like that. Right. And when I was second Don, I copied... Um, Third Doshi Swati Waza so closely Sensei said Your Swati Waza right now Is Godan level Hmm. And I was like Whoa Am I Godan level But like you To get your Swati Waza To be that good There's no way you can fake that Right There's no way But like the whole point of it Is that You look at It all depends on your perspective And what you understand When you don't know anything You go Wow Shere Kaoruji Is awesome Look at the way he did that Look at the way he You know he does the kickworm when he does uh, Ikkyo um, Ukemi. And you go, pfft. But When I look at Second Doshu, I think, how does that dude move like that? How does he turn the corner like that so smoothly? Effortlessly. And effortlessly. And he go, and that's the thing. It's like, Second Doshu is the Aikidoist Aikido. Aikidoist Aikidoist? Aikido-us?
3: Yeah. The aikido. <laughs> Yeah, the Aikidoist Aikidoist, yeah, sec- or the, the, it's it's the, the highest level of expression.
2: Yeah. But people today don't like Second Dojo Aikido. They say it's too vanilla, it's too plain. But the thing is, that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah, it's not. There's it, it lacks this weird nuance that people do today. It lacks all this like fakeness and mystique. It's just this pure movement. Right, and that that's the thing. I watch and I go, wow. When I watch Yamaguchi Sensei I go, that's crazy. I don't know how he does it. But when I watch Second Doshu, I just like sit there and like I hear like violins playing. <laughs> and I just think that is that's the Aikidois. Yeah, I want to
3: Second Doshu is you know? pretty amazing.
2: You know. But when I look at Osensei's, I go like Yamaguchi Sensei I go, Wow, When I did that. Right. You know, but it's too far ahead. But also it's it it's not it's, it's maybe it's too far ahead, so it seems unattainable. But second doshu's when you look at it, it's it, it's very beautiful, and it's beautiful because it's basic, mm-hmm. right? You draw a picture of a flower; you have to draw all the stuff around it to make it look good. But if you just drew the flower, and, it'd be or, beautiful. Yeah, it would be beautiful, right? So, like, that's so trying to understand aikido in the sense of like elegance, right? This, and and, and you know maybe it's too it's too abstract and so it's easier just to be juvenile so you go, wow look at shiro kawaruji right look at this thing and then everybody tries to be shiro kawaruji right? but if you look at shiro kawaruji he does he can do a backflip yeah he can but do backflip. also a showman right yeah, he, i mean well, he's
3: yeah. he makes his thing doing showy yeah, but b- I, video I,
2: when i was younger i could take all those ukemi also yeah but the thing i can't do is i can't backflip right so he can backflip really really well so he's very athletic then right so, but the whole point of it is that, where do we take that Aikido? What are we gonna do with it? How does he make it beautiful? The the true beauty, in you know, in in Japanese aesthetics, this call it like a mono no aware, like wouldn't the, the the pathos of things, right? That wabi sabi, that this moment is never gonna happen again, right? Right? It's beautiful because it's gonna die. That's very Japanese. Right. right? Japanese aesthetic. Yeah. So when we talk about this idea of art, right, when you look at Shiro Kawaruji's technique, and I, you know, I, I I pick on him a lot in these things, it's just because he's like the forefront of things. He's but, the flavor today. But when you look at Shiro Kawaruji, there's no mono no aware. Like, it's going to die. It's going to die. That's what makes it beautiful. Second Doshu's Aikido, well, it, he's going to. Die. He, he he died. Right, but you look at it and you think he's gonna be no more. So it's it's gonna go away, and that's what makes it beautiful, right? Right in that context, you look at it, and then we as human beings are gonna die, are gonna die, right? And so the thing that you're trying to get to this level where you become this beautiful person, <clears throat> and then you die, right? That that, but that's what you're trying to create, right? And then, and so that's the thing is like you're sitting here thinking about you know is Aikido art. Is Aikido art? Yes, it's, you are the art. Aikido is the is the paint. Right. Right? But you, you are the canvas. You are the thing. You are the sculpture, the David that is being chipped away. And so that that's that's the thing you're trying to the beauty. The beauty is that you are going to die. But because you're gonna die, you try to make it as beautiful as possible before you die. Do you want to be the guy that when you're 99, you go down and they knocked out this person in the, in the parking lot and then you died five minutes later? Like, oh, but Bill, but Bill, he knocked out this 22 year old kid. It was beautiful. Yeah. No. Or you walked downstairs and you opened up a bag of all your money and threw it out the window and gave it to all the people and then you sat on the bed and died. That's more beautiful. Yeah. That you did this thing or you ran out into the street and pushed this kid out of the way of the car and then you got hit by the car and died. That's beautiful. But being able to beat people up, not that beautiful. It's bloody, guts all over the place. When yeah. people die, they
0: poop themselves.
2: You know, you, you don't feel great about yourself. Why do you think all these people have PTSD? Shouldn't they be going reveling in their destruction of others? No. It killed killed them to kill that other person. Right? Because you as a you as an art, a form of art, devolved.
3: When you when you look at maybe not Shirakawa Ruji but um watching Second Doshu, um do you have is like, is it an aesthetic experience for you? Like, I mean, is it like you? You described it as beautiful. I mean, is it, um, is it this? As you say, is it the simplicity? Is it the
2: way he moves? I don't know if it is an aesthetic experience because I don't feel moved like I'm going to cry. Mm. You know, um, but also watch a lot of his videos. I took his class many times when I went to Japan before he died. You know, so, but also it's not that. What type.
3: was it like being in the class? For someone that you thought was like at the highest level. You just,
2: you know, like when, when I was younger and I would go to like third doshas class, mm-hmm. like a little bit afraid, right? Because there's everybody's, everybody's in there beating the crap out of each other. Right. But when I went to second doshas class, I never felt afraid. Interesting. And I watched him and I thought, wow, man. And it was, it was very easy to do his style of Aikido. It wasn't like what the hell's going on here. Right. It right? wasn't overly complicated. No. And he never spoke to me. He never came by and gave me a direction or anything like that. Um he he was he was just a very down to earth person, hmm. from what I could tell. Right. He wasn't walking around lording over people and doing all these things that I can see. You know, but it wasn't really an aesthetic experience. But I don't think I've ever had an an aesthetic experience where you go. Right. Like, yeah. To have an aesthetic experience, I believe you have to be moved emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why they say, like, I almost cried when I saw that thing because it was so moving, you know. Like, but When you are
3: appreciating second doshu simplicity and, of movement and accuracy of movement, um, you must have felt something emotionally.
2: No, no I, I not, mean, really? not that I know of. Not, I yeah, mean, not not that, that you know I know of. of. You know, and like I was at the all Japan Aikido demonstration several times when he demonstrated. You know, <clears throat> but did, you, did did you see other people react to his demonstration? Yeah, he was like the Beatles. People screaming. Really? Yeah, like this, they're so jazzed. You know, but he's also on a certain level. Second doshu is the, an afterthought in Aikido. What do you mean? Because he's the guy that came right behind After. O'Sensei, right?
3: But people talk about that he's the person that was really responsible for the inter- internationalization yeah, he, of Aikido. I, yeah, he
2: is, he is. And then he's also the person who's responsible for the standardization of Aikido. And that's why they say, second doshu ruined Aikido because the Aikido he's doing is nothing like Osensei's. Oh, really? You, you, what Osensei's doing is so far beyond our capability and capacity. Miles, there, there may never be someone that level ever 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 again never because the context of the world has changed right so there's no one who could study martial arts that assiduously and and single-mindedly they got they got college tuition to pay right they got student loans to pay back there's n- there's no going to get doing aikido after that right so there's no one who could live their life like that unless their parents are filthy wealthy and they, could, they, and they really feel like doing that. But generally, people whose parents are filthy wealthy, soft. Right. They're not strong. No. Then they have to learn to be strong. So that's the hard part. Like, you know, I know you come from a wealthy family, but your parents did a lot of things just toughen you up. Yeah. Sailing, hiking, making you go outside doing all these things. And that harsh treatment helped you. But what if your parents just threw cash at you and let you do whatever you wanted to do, wake up whenever you wanted to wake up? You'd be a little cream puff.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this topic, you know, in our previous podcast today, that when you were saying that people are not able to tolerate being bored today, I was thinking the other thing is that, that I think you also said, which was that we learn, I mean, this is a very Roman idea. We learn the most from our adversity. That's, whatever is easy doesn't really benefit us in the long run. Maybe we think it does in the short term, but- yeah. The more – I mean, obviously, if the adversity breaks you, it's not good. Like, if you just – says you. I mean, well, I don't know. But I'm saying, like, if you die. Like, if you just freaking yeah. die well, if because
2: – if it, if it was bad enough and you didn't die – Then you would grow. You're supposed to grow. Yeah. It's supposed to ch- – it, well, it changes you. Right. It, you grow up really fast. Dude, my kid's 10 years old. They're going to be 11 this month. Wow. Right? Like, when I was his age, my parents already – Divorced. We were already divorced, but they are or we were already latchkey kids. Yeah. Right? But the whole thing is that, like, today, when you think about people and adversity, see, the thing is that we're, we're in an—this—right in now, in the 21st century, in 2024, and this, around this time, we're in an in-between stage. Hmm. We're not—we're—we don't have the, the horribleness of the previous generation— And that we haven't quite figured out how to be this next generation. So the thing which maybe you could talk about from a Greek standpoint is that we're going to have to introduce adversity to our children somehow. But the thing is that the adversity that we are going to introduce in the next generation to our children is controlled adversity. Adversity. Controlled
3: adversity, so it's it's contextual. Yeah, not too much that it overwhelms. Right, yeah. and, but
2: in the past it was uncontrolled adversity. Your parents said, "I got to go to work. Here's the key." You you know, so that adversity that came about with that type of lifestyle is we don't have any right now. Yeah, I, I also but, think. But, okay, when, but but the point I said that maybe you could talk about this is that is it the Greek or the Romans where they put their children into environments? that were extreme in order to toughen them up.
3: I mean, the Spartans, obviously, the most famous that when you became eight years old, if you were a boy, you were removed from your parents, lived communally, and you had to steal your food. Like, they didn't feed you from, like, eight to 16. Like, you basically, the people that could steal, you know, hunt, kill. um, And for us, that's a really young age. Like, Eight, not 16. Like, by the time you were 16, you graduated to being an adult, and you didn't do that nonsense anymore. But, you know, for the Spartans, like, for them, war is everything. So being immune to adversity or growth through adversity. Romans, you know, the most famous Roman philosophy is Stoicism, which is the thing that you have control over is your mind's reaction to adversity, not the adversity itself which is now a very popular thing today, that people like you can—or, you, you know, Victor Frankl wrote about this, that I could live through the Holocaust, but the, the Nazis couldn't take away my personal spirits. And I, I do think you're right, but one of the things that immediately came to my mind, because I've been talking to some parents about this, is that what we think of as a- absence of adversity, children growing up today— have different things that they worry about that you and I don't think about. So, like right. the one that I think of that I've read a lot of articles about is that for children growing up, so under sixteen mostly, they're terrified about the world under climate change and the stories that are being told. And so, children have it; they're they're afraid for the future. Whereas when we were kids, we worried about nuclear war.
2: Yeah, I mean, but we but we did, but we didn't, depending on the age, right? But like, but that's the thing is that like. We're gonna to have to introduce some controlled adversity in order to build character, right? Adversity that can be overcome, right? Yeah. And, but see, like that's that's Aikido training, right? You want your kid to get, you want your kid to be well-rounded. You put him into Aikido, learning how to roll, learning how to be thrown down, doing all these different things, cleaning up the dojo, right? Discipline. You learning all these things, but those those are the beginnings of art. Right. You learn first to paint by the numbers. Right. And then you learn how to paint without the numbers. Right. And then you learn how to not even think about what the, what the cockatoo was that you were painting before. And then it looks nothing like a cockatoo. And then you, the title of the, pic, of the picture you painted is cockatoo. And then right. we all sit there and go, why is it cockatoo?
3: <laughs> well, the thing that I think of too is that um, Aikido is very, is very traditional Aikido is very structured. But, um, you know, creativity and imagination I think come out when you have to confront a new situation with the tools you've learned and how you apply those tools.
2: But where does c- creativity and imagination come into what level? Shu, ha, or re?
3: Probably as you're transitioning from second to third, from yeah. Well, there, it's right. only
2: supposed to come out in re, ri. right? Because if you get creative at any point in shu you don't or have ha, the structure. you will, you run the risk of ruining the whole Thing. structure because right. the foundation crumbles because you focused on this one thing. And that's the problem perhaps in Aikido today because most Aikidos don't study sword. They don't have a true foundation in Aikido, right? And then so then because they don't have a true foundation in Aikido, they don't understand the footwork. They don't understand the body positioning. Right. They don't understand how to guard their center line right. or take another person's center line. But then you could take it out on a certain level because we don't fight anymore. And... It's just about flow, and well, sure, Kyuji Aikido is right, you know. So we don't really know. It's it's all in what you're trying to create, and you know, it's all in the thing that you're, you're, you're. It's what you believe.
3: How how young do you think people can start Aikido effectively? I don't mean effectively, like to beat someone up, but like to learn the discipline.
2: Well, I mean, let's say that the school has a good program, it has a good kids program that. That uh, um, dovetails really well into adult program, right? They're supposed to start at six. The sixth year, of the, si- the 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 sixth month, the sixth day of their sixth year.
3: Okay. Wow.
2: Right. Young. Yeah. So that because that, but I mean, you you help teach ki- kids class. Seven, eight is right about the time you want to start right. putting them in martial arts training, and then. You hope that it's a good program, you hope that it's a strong program, and then those are the things that, that help them become better martial artists. and then ultimately, if we're talking about this like context of art, become they become the art that they're creating. Right. right You know like sometimes we'll get a kid in kids' class, like there was a student who started um, and you know, he ended up going to Berkeley. You spend time with this kid, you talk to him, you go, "Wow, what a great person." How did the parents do it, you know, and that he has all these tools that you think that he this he is living the art right you know, and then on a certain level, he doesn't need aikido, right, right and you think, hmm, and then you wonder is are there more kids out there like that, but how can we teach and train kids to be like that right you know to be seemingly they don't need aikido one of the students from kids' class. Dad was also aikidoist. Um, you know, she was in like the Japanese um princess court, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. I and, remember, but when you know, we saw her at that the dojo dance thing, well, I, dialed I was, in, super dialed yeah, in, super dialed in, very polite, outgoing, well rounded, you know, and you just like, What the heck, you know? Yeah. She gave her princess speech about aikido, and you're like wow, man, what did the she was, do, right? she was
3: amazing. The thing that I noticed, and I told you this that, that night, was I hadn't seen her, I want to say in like three or four years. She came up to me, addressed me by my first name, was like, oh, it's so great to see you. I'm like, how many people like, maybe remember someone from like five, six years ago that they had a modest amount of contact with and they're like, not, as you say, they're warm, they're engaging, they're mature, yeah, but also like, to have that social skill of knowing, like you know, when someone addresses you by your first name and you haven't seen them for a long time, you're like, "Wow, that person's really got it." And that that like that level of social skill is is something to be looked up to.
2: Yeah, and, and she was in the kids program and the adults program. Right. Almost quit right before black belt. Yeah. You know, so you wonder out loud that that ten or twelve years that she studied in Aikido really. Made a difference. Made this huge difference, right? And then, that's the thing that you're trying to create. You know, that's the person that you're trying to get them to that level. You know, Santiago Sensei in uh, Spain, he had a student, George, who went all the way through through kids, adult, black belt, wow. and then he got he he was so developed that he got into the minister Ministry of Defense's budget c- team. And it was such a hard job to get, but you wonder out loud: Did he, did the skills he learned in aikido, aikido help, help him get to that level, right? And then he may not think he's living out an artful life, but that's the art right, right. there. Because because if he could, if he could do that, and he did get these skills, then sooner or later he's going to start painting some pictures, and then you're going to see this the things that this person does. And then you just go, "Wow, you'd be amazed, yeah, you know that this person that, that they're a great person, a great human being, did some great things because of what they learned in martial arts training, right I
3: think you now one of the things that comes to my mind that you've that you've changed in the way the dojo works is people that develop in a community, it may not necessarily be specifically a hardship but you learn you learn ethical interaction with other people. Yeah. And and then also there's just the benefit of being in a community that allows you to confront adversity. If you're part of a community, the adversity is more manageable than if you're alone.
2: Yeah, and then that's you know when someone has a an emergency at the dojo, not it's not necessarily inside the dojo, but in their lives. You know, I call all of you and say, "Hey, call this person. Go right. that. Hey, go by there. See what's going on. Reach out to them. See if there's anything we, we can do, because that's what you really want, right. right? No one wants to go through these things alone. No, but so absolutely if not. we if we look at this idea of art, right, and and adversity. So let's say for you, um, your mom passes away, right? You're having a hard time dealing with it. But because we developed this community and we've ta- ta- taught these people how to be better human beings, right. they reach out to you, take you to dinner. Lightens the burden. Lightens the burden. That's the art that you're trying to create. Yeah. Squeezing the life out of someone who just whose mom just died the day before. Probably not the best thing. How did that help them? How does that help you? And I always tell the story that the how I... One of the ways I learned that was this story with this guy named Al Miller. And I don't know if this is true from his standpoint, but it's true from my standpoint. Okay. That I was having a bad day and I was going really slow doing Kaiten Nage. you know, And I was kind of a SOB back in those times. And when I went to throw him with Kaiten Nage, he grabbed my ankle. Mm. And I go, did you just grab my ankle? He's all, yeah, I told he could have reversed you. And then I just went, click, and then started beating the crap out of him. He never came back. And then I remembered that his wife was at in the hospital dying. Oh, God. And his only respite was coming on that one night and training for that one hour. And then I beat the crap out of him, and he never came, he came back. back. So from my standpoint, I took that from him. Mm, okay. So when I did that, was I living a life of art? No. No. That was horrible, right? But these things have to happen so that you remember them. And that's why I remember his name. Because when I did that and I realized it, I thought, that's wrong. Yeah. So you're not living a life of art, right? Living a life of art would have been to have a you know, joyous practice with him, had a, helped him lighten the mood. And then yeah. he goes back into the battle. Right? But that I didn't do that. I, I lost my temper and I pounded this guy into the ground. And he never came back. So... Maybe he, there was other reason why he didn't come back, but from my standpoint, I look at it and think,
3: "Oh yeah.
2: i I did that. I should not have done that, but everyone is suffering with something
3: at some point it's or all the
2: time all the time, and so that's why I, I get on you guys don't be a jerk, right don't be jerks to each other, right because you never know that that person you're being a jerk to that's the day, right, right. and then you being kind to them and tr- just training with them in a joyous way, enable them not to kill themselves that night. Right, Right? and you don't even know. You'll never know, and that's because, and that's the thing is that they say art is selfish until you put it out to the world. So if you you are the are the art, until you start to interact with others, it's just selfishness. Right. So once you start to interact with others, your your um, good human nature, that's the art that you're trying to create. And that you will never know what it did for another person.
3: Do you think that that's one reason why, like our dojo has been so sick? I mean, we have young people and we have older people. Um, I now consider myself on the end of the older people. (laughs) But I, I, but I just I wonder, you know, talking about this this sort of ethical and moral development, um, and the way that the, the dojos changed, the way you've changed it, that we do have people that start later in life that have had other adversities that we've taken on people that had had physical limitations that would never would have happened in the old dojo. And I'm, and I'm assuming that, you know, that's, that's an
2: intentional shift for you. It's not as much an intentional shift. You also have to understand the lay of the land, Mm. right? Perhaps, perhaps it's harder to get people to do Aikido because young people, to do Aikido because those people are busy trying to make their lives so don't have time to train but once they've made their lives and they've they have a pretty good kip going they think I want to do aikido and so right. that's about what age 40 40 45 right, 40 45 and so that they go I wouldn't mind trying a martial art and you know I stayed fit enough so I could still do martial art right right and so some of that's just the context of the time but also you know, we always say we gotta get more young people, we gotta get more we young do people. Say that. And and then on a certain level that is true. But really some of it is just the lay of the land. Right? We go the old days they didn't have women, as many women. So we go, We yeah. don't want women. Denied. Application denied. You know, just think we teach whoever shows up, right? And if you're lucky enough, you'll get some twenty somethings that you could pound it in the ground and they love it and their bodies are like, you know, more. rubber. <laughs> you know, but it's we get what we get, right? And so you. T- I, my job is to teach whoever shows up to the best of my I ability. I think
3: that's one of the... the sort of, and I, say, I say this not loosely. It's one of the beautiful things about Aikido that people can come to it at any stage in their life and the art has this place for people, all people. That's kind of a beautiful thing, this idea that we're all human beings. As you say, we all suffer. Um, but Aikido now... Like people, people, some people might harp on Aikido and say, "Oh, that that's fake." Whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you look at all the martial arts, like as you say, like some martial arts, it's very hard to start when you're older. But it's 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 mainly because of the way they're taught. Because Aikido is taught that th- this is like a central tenet of practice, which is like don't attack harder than you want to be thrown. Don't attack a person. Don't like hurt somebody. Don't you know adjust your timing and energy to the person you're partnering with like these are all really great moral guidance that they seem like they're mostly just about physical contact but they apply to all all kinds of aspects of human interaction
2: yeah and that see and then that's the parallel between studying aikido and then we just erase aikido we put being a human being right right you learn to dial it back because that person walked in with a limp Right, right, and you know, and then you have the ability to notice that. At twenty, you're too busy looking in the mirror and combing your great waff of hair, right? When yeah. you're forty, you were kind of like stretching that bad knee you got. Then you walked it. You saw someone walking with their bad knee, and you went, "Oh, I see like, it. It's all right." Right, and then you understand. Right, and that's the thing. It's like until you get to be a certain age, you don't have the maturity to understand. Right.
3: You're not in this mental yeah. space. Why it? do
2: they send 19-year-olds to the front in a battle? Because they're not too conscious. Yeah, they, they haven't realized themselves yet, right? That's why the that whole Paul Hastings song, then the 19, right? Like he, They sent those people to the front because they don't know any better. Right. But when you get to be older or more experienced, you know better. Right. Right. And that's the thing is that who cares about effectiveness? But about, that's
3: one of the things I think is really great about Aikido is, is that that is a central component of the education Is being considerate for your partner and that Aikido is about consideration.
2: But but Aikido is a more sophisticated martial art. Yeah. Right? So being a more sophisticated martial art, our desire is not to smash someone's face in. Right. Right? We don't try to um, hit their nose and make it bloody all over the place, right? We're trying to understand ah, people shouldn't be thrown down like that. Oh, the person who's attacking us, they suffer. And they are only attacking us because they suffer. Right. So then should I destroy them? Uh, Probably not. Well, but what's the reason why we don't destroy them? You mean destroy them in practice? In, in practice in or on the street. You're supposed to use Aikido on the street also. So if a person attacks you, what's the reason why you don't destroy them? Because they're human beings. Right. And they're human beings and they're suffering. Just as I am a human being and, and I suffering. suffer, and if I do not wish to be destroyed when I am suffering, don't destroy other people. Then I should not destroy others, Yeah. and then to under, really understand that and to really kind of take that to heart, I I am Japanese American, right? We were put, my my um, family ancestors and families were put in internment camps. Therefore, I should not advocate that other minority groups be put into internment camps. camps. Yeah. Right? In the 1916, you had the Gentlemen's Agreement Act with Japan, which states that Japan can bring over women. All other Asian races cannot bring women. So then essentially they're all bachelors. But essentially the government is telling them who they can and can't marry because they're not allowed to marry outside their race. Right. How sad is that? That the government tells you who you can and can't love. So then, therefore, should I be against uh should i tell people who they should love and not love right no no so then should i be an advocate for or against gay marriage well if i do it to them it's going to be like they did it to us and i can't do that right right so we start to understand context start to understand the world start to understand yourself so again the art that you're creating is you right the things that you see you think gosh like I used to be against, um, you know, minorities. But the the guy who saved me when I was drowning was a freaking minority, right? I guess not all bad, right? So that's the thing is like you start to learn, you start to learn about the world, the universe, and think, yeah, that's <sighs> and the art you're trying to the art you're trying to paint is you, yeah, right? So yeah, is is Aikido art... Or was the question? Yeah, is, is martial arts an art? Is is Aikido an art, a form of art? Yeah, yeah. It seems
3: like an art to me, but at many levels, so we've we've really kind of pushed the envelope in in what those levels could be and those ways ways that they are. Um, I mean, I I keep coming back to this quote from Plato that the good is beautiful. I think what I think there's an element of what he's saying there too, which is um, beauty is a very um, almost like superficial standard of whether something is attractive or not attractive we cuz beauty is changes definition across cultures but the idea of beauty being that thing which we aesthetically appreciate and then having him say but the moral thing is beautiful like the the, the treating people well is beautiful um i think aikido does a really it's like one of those like practitioner practitioner's things that um Really gets that good as beautiful concepts.
2: Well, but also though, what you're saying is that some of those things can be manipulated, right? Joseph Campbell says that like what's what you say is moral and just is evil and disgusting to for me, others, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that you know, what side which side of the war gets to gets to write the history,
3: the winning side, the winning
2: side, right? And so what we what we what Aikido d- tries to do is take it a step further. And look into the person themselves, and to understand this person suffers, right? This this thing, not these people, also suffer. All humans. All humans suffer. So try they try to understand. Aikido tries to understand through their movements universal truths. All suffering, all people suffer. Violence is not the answer. Violence is not violence. Only makes more violence, right? And you start to really think about this. Like, yes, good is beautiful, but the good that you're really trying to understand is within your own context and the things that you're doing. The some people like Picasso, some people like Monet, right? But that's the thing is that they're they're all expressions of the inner beauty of you as a human being. Right.
3: What what stage of practice in your experience as the teacher do people start to see that? Because in the beginning, they're just we're all just doing. The, the technique is there is there a stage or is it different for everybody
2: i would say and this is probably it's my own opinion some never stay the course long enough they right? just don't practice they long just don't enough. practice long enough some never leave the blood and gut stages of aikido right and so you have to get to if you're lucky enough to get to that place right because all these different at all times you're bombarded with adversity and then you have to not give into that adversity. Ooh, I need money. I want fame. You know, I want girls. And then you do Aikido to get those things. Right. So then Aikido ceases to become this form of art, but just a way to get the things that you, that you want, want. Yeah. And right? not saying that people shouldn't charge for Aikido or they shouldn't become famous or wealthy. That's not the point. The point is that it becomes the goal. The goal that you're trying to do is what Osensei said. It's Masakatsu Agatsu. The victory over yourself. Right. To understand. I could just teach the class and never take another class. I desperately want to train. But I finally got my knee back.
3: and then you don't my want ankle, to get injured. And yeah. then my
2: ankle went out. Finally got my ankle. And then I'm just going, man, I hope this shoulder doesn't go out when I take a forward roll. Right? And you think... And that's where you really start to understand the world and context and things. You think, ha ha ha, look at that old man doubled over when they walk. Ha ha ha, look at that person in the wheelchair. Yeah. And then one day that's you. Right. So you come to understand the way of the world. Today the thing that you poo-poo becomes the thing that you desperately need. Yeah. Right? You think, We don't we don't let women in this dojo. And then all of a sudden you go, Man, we need to get more students whew, man! I wish some of those girls would come back, right? So like that, you learn. You learn all these things about humanity and life when you, when you study. If you study Aikido long enough, right? The more you study, the more you train, the more you you address adversity, right? You think, gosh, how do you live this life? My, my point of view for fifty some odd years was things happen to you, and you must be ready. The thing I'm trying to understand today is think everything happens for us. Adversity that that comes to your door is there to help you, teach you. But it's hard when you go, I'm fifty six and I just lost my job. I don't want adversity. I don't like adversity. I want comfort. I want the money. And you think this is here for me. Yeah. So what is it trying to teach me? Right? Adversity is just the chisel which is revealing your David, your bill. Right. But we if we don't want to use that, that chisel, you're never going to unearth that person. Right. So that's the art you're trying. That that is Aikido. That's the art you're the art you're trying to create as you.
3: Yeah. I think that's a really good place to to wrap up. No, I've
2: got 10 more things. To talk. No, that's fine. Well, thank you for watching. And don't forget to like or subscribe to this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.